to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo so kono hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing the light if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, 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 it's, it's not enough that you feel perfect. And he has put all things under his side, under his side, at arm's length. Where has he put them? Somebody shout it under my Ezekiel 28 verse 11 the bible reads moreover the word of the lord came to me saying son of man take up a lamentation for the king of tyre and say to him thus says the lord you were the seal of perfection full of wisdom perfect in beauty you were in eden you were where in eden the garden of god every precious stone so it says you were in eden the garden of god and then he puts a semicolon A, sem- a semicolon simply means that there are four mentioned or there are four expressed statement is not an independent statement it means it's dependent and maybe the one that's going to follow afterwards will explain the one before so when you see a semicolon it doesn't mean the sentence has finished it doesn't mean we are also taking a break it just means among other things that we are explaining it we are explaining the sentence Okay so he says you were in Eden the garden of God and then he says every precious stone was your covering okay that means in Eden there was every precious stone so when you are told you are in Eden the garden of God and then we have a semicolon it simply means we're going to explain Eden the garden of God and what we are saying is that in Eden there was every precious stone somebody say i hear you all right and then he mentions He mentions them. He says every precious stone was your covering. A full colon means now we are listing the things we are discussing. The sardius, topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, uh, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your of your timbrels, timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I establish you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones so you were in eden the garden of god this is talking about satan he was in eden the garden of god and in which eden there were a lot of beautiful things that were there and he, and he was it was a seal of perfection the bible tells us until iniquity was found in him now we are going to read from genesis chapter number 2 <clears throat> verse 4 and the bible read This is a history of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth there was no man to till the ground but a mist went up uh, from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. So in that earth which the Lord had begun to form, he planted a garden called Eden eastward. And he put there the man whom he had formed. Hallelujah. The kind of picture we get from the two scriptures we have read is because you know the story of Satan happens way 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 before Adam and the earth was formed right are you following me you have you find different arguments around this but you can follow mine for now so it happens way back and uh, as at the time 
as at the time that God was creating Satan, he put him in Eden, the garden of God. That means the concept of Eden is not new. Because Eden is a garden of God and it's a physical or spiritual environment. It is something that is tangible and Satan was a part of that environment. And he would move around in Eden and he would walk around. I believe this is in heaven. A place where God was in Eden, the garden of God. And even if it was in, not in Eden, let's, let's, for argument's sake, because the Bible does not tell us, let's imagine it was in Jupiter. For crying out loud, it could be anywhere. But the point I make was, before that Eden on earth was formed, there was another Eden somewhere, and it was called the Garden of God. But then in Genesis chapter number 2, verse 4, we, are, we were taught that God, after he created the earth, he now took Eden, that environment called Eden, and he planted it eastward. Now, we see, therefore, that this Eden is not appearing for the first time. It is an environment, and that environment has, among other very beautiful things, at least we know that it has got precious stones. It's got, it's got very precious stones, and these are stones which are very expensive. And so, Eden was a garden of God, which had the beauty or glory of God. And that glory of God comprised in many things. It comprised in the angels that were in that presence. It comprised in the wealth that is, was in that presence called Eden. Uh, like precious stones, diamonds. How much are diamonds? How much can you sell burials and onyxes and all those things? Some of them are so rare. And they are sold at very high prices. Now, money is just one dimension of value. It is not only in money, or it is not only money which expresses value, but the concept of precious stones is that they emanate value. And that value is God's essence. So all these precious stones that were there were expressive of the weight, the value that comes from God. And there are many other beautiful things that we know that we are in this environment. And this was environment, the environment that God decided to create for man to exist. The point I make is man was made to exist in the glory of God. Man was created to exist in an environment that has the glory of God. Now, the glory of God, obviously, you know that there are two kinds of glory from the Hebrew Many, mainly two words that describe glory. By now you know there is what we call the Shekinah glory, which is the expressed or the outraying glory of God. When an angel appears here, sometimes you see his glory because he's bright and shiny and you feel it. But it's not every time that, for example, an angel appeared and people felt the glory of that angel. Sometimes, in Bible days, they thought it was just an ordinary young man. Read any scripture like that? Where he didn't know it was a script, it was an angel. For example, Gideon meets an angel. The Bible tells us it was an angel, but he was relating to this person as it, he, it was just any other man that he had met. He didn't know. He had no idea. And a lot of times, angels have appeared like that to you. Sometimes in a meeting like this, you could be sitting next to an angel and you don't know. They are just there sitting and taking notes. You may not know. And I'm not saying the pretty girl you are sitting next to. I'm saying an actual angel. Sometimes they come in meetings like this and they are sitting next to you just like a stranger. They are taking notes and shouting amen and they are enjoying. And you don't even know it. See? Very normal. So... The point I make is, it is not every time that you're going to see the glory coming out in a splendor. But then, the word glory also means kabod. It means the weight and the value. The weight and the value. The weight and the value. There are people who may not be, there are things that may not be shiny, they may not glitter. But when you look at it, you know the value that it has. There's a weight and things it is able to do. If I showed you a, a ten kwacha, for example, it doesn't look shiny, but you know what it is able to do. It's still a dimension of glory. Now, there are, there are different dimensions of glory in that respect that 
have got a value and a weight, and they may not necessarily be outraying and outshining. And all those, the fullness of the glory of God from the Shekinah glory to the Kabod glory and the things that pertain to those dimensions of glory were all packed in Eden for man to dwell in and enjoy those things. And what I'm saying is you were created to exist in that kind of environment where you're experiencing the glory of God by weight and by manifestation. When Adam was created, he wanted to, when God created Adam, he wanted somebody who would be, and this is so important, because I'll be making some very important points. He wanted somebody on another planet who would be exactly like him. That's why before, before, you know, before God created woman, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. Our creator may help me for him, blah, 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 blah. God said all these things, and he knew he was creating a woman. And when Adam woke up, he knew that her name is woman, yet never, God never told him. And many of those animals which Adam created, because he was free, I mean, Adam named, he was, because he was free, thinking at the frequency of God, he was able to pick their correct names because he had the mind of God. That also tells you that wisdom is a dimension of glory. Wisdom is one dimension of glory. Uh, and Adam being like God, I think I'm a bit too loud. And Adam being like God also meant there are some things he just knew by seeing them for the first time. He didn't need word of knowledge. He just knew by looking at them that this is a plant, this is a fish, this is this, this is that, this is that. And that is what the glory of God does to a person. It increases their wisdom. It increases their knowledge. Even their scientific knowledge begins to increase. And Adam knew everything that was around him. And if he didn't know it, he would give it a name. That's what the glory of God can do. But you have no idea what the four did. The four made every species strange because his wisdom reduced. So you are discovering species you must just know. But because of the impact of the four, even your knowledge and your IQ reduced. They can be telling you that the person with the highest IQ has got 600. What? You're not supposed to weigh the IQ of a man in the first place. They say a man is worth $360 million. That's still an insult. Because the kind of value that a man had was something that God gave him from the Garden of Eden. It was an environment. So now, the point I make is glory can be, can be something that is outraying or it can be something that is not outraying but has got value. Somebody say, I hear you. When we come to the New Testament, something shifts. The glory of God ceases to really, really, really many of the times be an outraying manifestation. And I'm going to explain why. I want us to go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. I'm just building a case. There's something, there's a place I want to take you to. <clears throat> the Bible says, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Are you following that? To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let me explain that. The totality of our glory now is not in a garden somewhere. It is in a person. It is in a person called Jesus Christ. When you meet Jesus Christ, it means you've got the totality of the glory, whether Kabod or Shekinah. It comes in the gospel, which is explained in the face of Jesus. The glory of God has got many things. For example, they say, the Bible says, the glory of a woman is her hair. The Bible also says, um, <laughs> the Bible also says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. But the honor of kings or the glory of kings is to search it out. Now what we simply mean is that from the time that the scriptures were written, they would describe the glory of a woman by the length of her hair or by the strength of her hair. But even nowadays, many times when you see a woman with a lot of hair, I've seen women say, hey, how do you do it? What material do you use? It's because there's glory. 
What products do you use? So, it is because glory attracts. Sometimes the glory of a man is a car that he is driving. There are people when you see the car that they are driving, you want to make friends. Ever been there? Sometimes glory is, you know, have you ever seen that friend of yours who seems to understand everything? So you want to make, even sometimes you may not even like them. Their mathematics very well. You will be around them just to find out. Hey, so how do you solve this one? Then they start talking. And sometimes we are willing to go far for value. We are willing to go far for value. You know. Okay, let me not go there. When you look at money, no matter how how dirty it is, a hundred kwacha is a hundred kwacha. You will still keep it. People are willing to go far for value. Are you seeing that? But then the entirety of the glory of man in the New Testament is not in the car that he owns. That glory is earthly. The entirety of the glory of man in the New Testament is in the person of Jesus. You can have so many things that may look like glory, that the world may describe as glory, but if you do not have Jesus, you do not have glory, you still have darkness. You can't tell me. You can't tell me that some worldly people who are doing very well financially have got glory because they probably have a better car than yours. Now, glory essentially is found in the presence of God because it comes from the concept of Eden. And then that glory is an environment. So God specifically planted man because that glory, one of the most important things it's supposed to do is that it is supposed to enhance the quality of your life. Many of the things that we see the cars are just a manifestation of the outworking glory that is already on the, on the inside of us. But then beyond all those things, that glory is supposed to dictate the outflow of the life of an individual. Let me explain it this way. Adam was never created to die because in that environment of Eden, where the glory of God was, there was no concept of death. There was no concept of death at all. So he couldn't die because that thing was not even there. Now, after he ate of the fruit, suddenly he said, God told them, you, you will now be able to die. Interestingly, it took Adam 935 years for him to drop down. He died some time back. It only took 935 years for him to drop dead. Now, why did it take that long? It was because of the residual glory. It took time for that glory to wear off. Have you ever seen people? Have you ever seen people who have gone under surgery? There was a certain sister who underwent surgery some time back. And I remember this sister had um, a certain, a certain, back in the day, had a certain man that, a very good young man that she loved. The family of the woman did not love the young man. So when she underwent surgery, you know, it takes time for the um, anesthesia to wear off. So she started surveilling now. Let's say his name is Rogers. The whole family was there because they were panicking. Ah, Rogers is a good man. Leave Rogers alone. Now, the whole family was embarrassed. Mr. Rogers was there. I'm sure he enjoyed it. I don't know if he was feeling embarrassed. So it took time for the anesthesia to wear off. And when we told her, when we told her, this is what you were saying, she refused. How many have ever seen a person recovering from, how do they behave? Close to what I'm saying, right? Exactly. You can become so estranged, so estranged from the glory of God that you once experienced that. It may, I can imagine how hard it was for Adam to tell Cain, 
We used to tell lions what to do. It was a strange concept because the glory was beginning to wear off. And sometimes when you leave that glory, you may even look like you are flourishing for some time. But once you leave that environment, you can look like you're making it for some time, you begin dropping. I've seen, I've seen this with people who have left church not properly. Now, I say not properly because there's nothing wrong with you leaving a ministry, but there's everything wrong with living wrongly. I've seen, I've seen people just deteriorate. Deteriorate so badly because they've come out of a place which was supposed to be their place of preservation. Do you remember Lot? Lot was following Abraham. The blessing was with Abraham. But he started, he started even saying, eh, no, our men are fighting now. What? Our men are fighting between Abraham and Lot. Our men are fighting. Our men. You in that your mouth, our men. One of the most honest places you can ever come to is begin to acknowledge that there is a blessing you get by associating with people. You find that by the, way, by the time you associate with these guys for the next three months, you would have learned a skill. They, they may even be looking down at you. They will be shocked at what big band will call you because of the power of association. You are getting something that you never had in the first place. Are you listening to me? There are times when you meet certain people that, you know, they say that the gravity of Jupiter is what pulls its moons to itself. So the moon of Jupiter should not be saying, Mia, it's just, I'm just here because of the love of Jupiter. We've been together for some time, so it wouldn't look nice. What they don't know is they may not see, but there's a force that keeps those moons close to it so that they do not fall off or they are not taken away. Lot said, we need, eh, okay, it's good. The Abraham, what you've said is a good proposition. Eh? Because you see, as you can see, my cattle is increasing. Um, I may marry again, you know. So, I, better if we split, we go to separate places because we cannot be struggling with this thing. Huh? Jesus said in John chapter number 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. He says, remain in me because apart from me, you can do nothing. So if you are shining as a branch, don't say, um, it's hard work. Sometimes, you know, sometimes motivational speakers say things they don't understand. No, no, hard work, determination, blah, blah, blah. They, they just say things they don't understand. They don't have enough spiritual intelligence to see that beyond the manifestation of the flying of the papers, there's a wind. Oh, you are not here. Papers just don't fly. There's a wind driving them. You may not see where the wind is coming from or where it's going, but there's a wind. Trees don't just move to the left and to the right. There's a wind doing it. Ah, that, that tree, how does it move like that? No, 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 no. You need to acknowledge. And he went, he even chose, eh, so sir, anyways, I'll go this other side. And, 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 and Abraham said, okay, I'll let you go. Interestingly, God had been quiet on Abraham for some time. The moment Lord left, then God spoke to him and said, lift your hands. As far as your eye can see, I'll give you. And I'm sure the first place Abraham looked first was where Lord was going. Ah, me, I can look. I can even take a walk. <laughs> Hallelujah. And God gave him every other place. God did not talk to Lord. He talked to Abraham to leave. So why did, talk now, why did Lord now talk through himself to leave? God, God was not talking to you. Huh? <laughs> you need to know your place. It's very important. And where he went, where he went was a place called Sodom. He, he, only his family was righteous, not even his sons-in-law. It was so bad that when the angels came, matter of fact, the angels came to go and destroy Sodom, they went to talk to Abraham again. Imagine. You need, sometimes you need to know it's okay for you to benefit of a friend's blessing. It's okay. There's nothing wrong. Don't, don't ever think you are inferior. Sometimes God knows how long it's going to take before. I never had any independent ministry apart from Apostle Fred. I never did. I used to follow everywhere Apostle Fred would go and I would play his guitar. I would play his guitar. 
I would be his worship leader. I had no ministry except Apostle Fred at that time. It was fine. I was enjoying. When the man would be preaching, I would be enjoying. And I would be playing for him. Now, these days, people are so inspired to begin their own ministries. I think uh, I also have a calling. Okay, go, Brother Collins. <laughs> what, what will happen is, <clears throat> normally, if you don't, and I'm talking about not living properly, don't understand me. What will happen is you even flourish for some two years. Sometimes the devil is just waiting for a person to fatten. Because the, when the splatter happens, it's more dramatic. <laughs> Praise God. What happened is that there were rapists in Sodom. Even up to today, we don't forget that name. You may have not read the scripture, but you know what Sodom is. It was so bad, not living properly. It was so bad that he ran away to some cave somewhere. His wife turned into a pillar of salt, and Lot was raped by his two daughters. One wrong turn. Why are you thinking of a bad move? Are you following me? One wrong turn can change the course of your life and he became the, the grandfather or the father of the Moabites who troubled the Egypt, the, the Israelites, the children of, of Abraham. And the Amorites who were thrown in the flesh of the Israelites. One wrong turn. There's a consequence to a wrong thing. Imagine. Let me just say this. When you are so blessed, one of the things you must be careful with is that everything you do will work. That is dangerous. When you are so blessed, there's a dimension of the blessing where everything you do will work. So what you now need to do is to know what God wants you to do and what God does not want you to do. Can you imagine? Lot had two Two descendants who were so powerful, they troubled the Israelites. Just because he left wrongly and because he carried part of the blessing, it worked, but wrongly. Have you ever heard of Ishmael? Ishmael was not supposed to be the child through him, the promise, through whom the promise would come. But because there was pressure to have a child and because Abraham was blessed, Ishmael had to be blessed. So Ishmael was born, and that is the father of the Islamic nation. So they will, they, they will put people under pressure. They will do things. They will prosper because they were born from a blessed man wrongly. So one of the greatest dangers of the blessing is that anything you try will work. But is it, has it been commissioned by God? So the fact that what you're doing is working may not always be a sign that God is with you. It could be a sign that the gift and the power of God is with you, but not God alone. One time God told the Israelites, I will not go with you, but this angel will go with you. So you can imagine you're going with an angel, but that angel is showing you that God is not with you. And this is how come gifts are strange. Because the Bible says, and they will say, we cast out demons in your name. They were there. They healed the sick in his name. But you say, I never knew you. Matthew 7, 15 says, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. They were like, hey, how with me I saw that angel when I was staying out? It's complicated, right? It's not that straightforward. That's why you must be humble. That's why you must always find out, is God a part of what you're doing? Because Moses is told, you should speak to this rock he said, I've hit it before it has worked. What is God saying? He said, lap to the rock. Guess what? The water came out. The, the danger with disobedience is that it works. Remember how you went into the pot and you stole beans with your fingers? And, and then you phone called again. And, and they asked, who stole the beans? <laughs> Guess what? Do you remember that you got away with it? That's the danger with disobedience. It works. Why, why do you think God did not stop it? 
Adam from eating the forbidden fruit. Oh, it was an apple. It's not about apples, children of God. It's about obedience. You must know what God wants you to do. Hmm. So imagine that you, you were created to be in the presence of God and you're supposed to flourish there. A fish may look like it's surviving the first few times it's out of the water. It may even be jumping, jumping from one dimension to the other, from one level to the other, level to level, you know. But how long will it take before that fish suddenly notices my gills are dry? I can't pull air from this thing. It's not working. But, but by the time you are realizing, you look back, <laughs> you left the water. Some mouths. Have you ever seen people who have, who have done so much blunder that they are so ashamed of going back? How do you go back with what you did? Sometimes it becomes hard. But just come back. I know a prodigal son never returns until he eats with swine. But just go back. So the fish would die. Look, you were meant to be in the presence of God. You were meant to be in the glory of God. Everything else you see is just a manifestation of what is already on the inside. In the environment you were created to be, in the environment you were created to be, every good thing is there. Don't say, I've never seen any pretty ladies in church. Wait, be there. Otherwise, you will successfully pick something out of the presence of God. And now you have to live with it. Oh, sorry, her. You have to live with her. Have a good rest of your life. You now have to live with her for the rest of your life. Then when you come to us, we tell you, no, you can't divorce. Ah! It's too late. You see, there are some sisters, and sometimes I don't know what's wrong with some of these brothers. I don't know if you think the sisters are way out of your league. I don't know. <laughs> Just try. If you don't try, the answer is always no. And sometimes the reason why you're not hardworking, sometimes you say, oh, it's because I don't have the means to keep that woman. Yes, when you marry that woman, she shouldn't change. Like they just borrowed her somewhere. So it shouldn't be like that. You should maintain her the way you found her. And the lady said... But there's an error somewhere. <laughs> because they say, they say that women are always thinking of the future until they meet their man. So by the time she's meeting you, she has reached. She shouldn't study hard. She shouldn't work hard. You are harassed. I've seen men who were lazy. When the right woman came into their life, they realized, mm, I saw them work hard. Suddenly they stopped saying, no, the projects are in the pipelines. Suddenly they started bringing proper, proper documentation. I went to the bank. They said they could give me this. Not, hey. John Chimfwembe. So the point I make, brothers, is that it may not be that. Things are not working well. It may be that you have not just met the person. Because some of you need motivation to say, mm -mm, this woman, I need to be feeding her, I need to be dressing her, I need to be making sure. So they say men think of the future when they meet their woman. It's the other way around. So the reason you are lazy is because you are not in a relationship. So get into a relationship. <laughs> Am I, am I in church? Am I preaching the right message? Otherwise, some of you, my men, you are wasting our time. We want to marry you off. Anyways, 
all I wanted to say was, if you, if you, if you, if you think, oh no, you know, I've never seen any kind of woman or man in the, in the presence of God. Just wait. You were meant to marry from here. That is why even Eve was not found in Kapendamabula Forest. It had to be the Garden of Eden. He had to find her in the garden. Why are you finding her elsewhere? She has to be found where she's supposed to be. So if you find it, you testify. And then now there are also there are also snakes and scorpions who come to look for their own in the presence of God here. They come from elsewhere to say, okay, number, time to marry has come, let me go in the church. They come also in the presence of God to fetch. But the way God is in the goodness of God. A woman will also say, I'm done with these men here. I have to go find a godly, a God-fearing man. And then they will they, the two fools. <laughs> One day during a conference, night of praise, will switch on the lights. Then the mass choir will be singing, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. And then they realize this is my moment. Then in God's grace, he'll make them open their eyes, both of them at once, kaboom. <laughs> I want to see you. And then they'll get married and uh, the rest will be history. Amen. God will not make you meet the wrong person in the name of Jesus. But what I'm saying is you were meant to be in the presence of God. The things that you're supposed to find. If we pick out a rose from the garden, it may even look fresh for some time. But it's only a matter of seconds. God said the day you eat of this, you will die. So when Adam came out, he was looking alive. Only God knew he's a dead man. He's a walking dead man. When you, when you pick out the rose, it may look beautiful. But you know it's dead. You, you know. The rose doesn't know. I'm still looking pretty. Uh -huh. Within a few days, or a few hours, it will drop. It will start looking like anything. Just anything on the street. You, you must know that you belong in the presence. Your prosperity is in the presence. Your marriage is in the presence. Your wealth, the kind of, you know, sometimes some of you, even the kind of job that you have to. Let me tell you this. You need to find yourself consistent in the presence. One time, I was praying somewhere. There was a conference. And I was asking God, what should I study? And I heard the voice of God in the conference. He said, law. And I knew I was always on the right course. So you think it's just a marriage partner. No, 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 no. God can inspire. Everyone can be doing a rice business. But you, when you hear it from God, they will ask for it in Germany. They will say, we want Nakonde rice. And they are just, somehow, they will start looking for Nakonde rice from you. You may start a, you may, when God tells you, everyone is struggling with the content, but there's COVID, trust. You, when you start, it will, because you heard it in the, in the presence of the glory of God. There's nothing you cannot get from the presence of God. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers, everything you need is in the presence of God. Now, like I told you, the word glory also simply means manifested worth. The, the, the issue that we have with the New Testament is that glory, glory is not something that shines out. How many times, listen to me, how many times did Jesus shine with his glory? How many times did you read that he began to glisten? It happened how many times? But do you know the things that he did that expressed different forms of glory? Different things that Jesus Christ did. Healing the sick. That's an expression of the glory of God. That kind of power only comes from the presence of God. The wisdom with which Jesus Christ spoke. When you read John chapter number 8, it's not possible if it's not coming from the presence of God. We may not see that glory physically shining, but the glory of his wisdom, the glory of his power, 
the glory of his company, the glory of his connections. Jesus was so connected that when he died, a wealthy man went and asked for his body and bought a new cemetery just for him. People thought it was just the broke guys he was hanging out with. No, 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 no. He was very well connected. And some of you, your glory will manifest in connections. We may think you are just one of us, but you can bend the police IG. You can pick a call and say, oh, Mr. President, we are coming to your office. Many people have to look for appointments, go through who, go through slaps, but you pick up a call and say, I'm coming. We may be struggling to bring in a minister from another country, but you are, com you are, you are connected with immigration. You just say, oh, no, I can handle that. It is glory. I have seen what connections can do. I have seen how people's lives have been put in jeopardy because some people's glories are through connections. I release connections in the name of Jesus. You may have just done one simple thing. That post which you did blessed me. What you don't know is this person is the one that is in charge of interviews at ZPPA. And one day you go there, he'll just look at you and he'll pretend. Meanwhile, inside is excited. Very good, very good, very good. The job is yours. You are connected. I have been there. I've been there. There was one time I appeared before a friend of mine, a magistrate. We used to be in the same class. We used to sit together. I shouldn't even be saying this. We, we sat together. I wasn't even ready for that trial. But then I noticed we used to eat together to Boa. He was my guy. So when I appeared before him, the other lawyer, the, there was a confidence that came upon me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I won't tell you how it ended. But what I'm telling you, even he was just laughing. At, he, was, he was writing, but I'm sure he was remembering the jokes we were cracking. <laughs> May you be connected in Jesus' name. Amen. It is in the presence of God that you find these things. If you want to marry, it's in the presence of God. Wait. I sense some of you have just been in a waiting period. But as you are faithful in serving God and doing what you do, there's something that is going to come out of your commitment to the presence of God. Now, the glory of God in the New Testament, like I said, is something that when we study the Bible, not only were you designed to live in the glory of God, you, this is so important, were designed to manifest the glory. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Maybe let's begin from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. The Bible says, For, <clears throat> But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Listen to this. That you may show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his light that you may show forth the praises, that you may show forth, not that you may sing forth, that you may demonstrate. It takes glory to demonstrate praises. If we say, Yahweh kulu, that's beautiful. But if we now demonstrate, we were called not just to sing the praises, but to demonstrate. If we say, all glory and honor and power belongs to God, we are worshiping him. But can we demonstrate the glory, the honor, the wealth of God? We were called, ay, ay, ay. We were called not just to sing about the glory of God. We were called not just to know the glory of God. He says, for this reason, he didn't call you just to enter heaven. You need to know this. If you don't know this, the power to manifest it will not come upon you. You need to know that you are called for the glory of God, not just to dwell in it, but to manifest it. When you know this, you'll never be comfortable in sickness, in poverty, in mungulu. Something will change. We were called not just to live in that glory, but to manifest. It says, God forth. We were called. The word, the word there is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a Greek word, exagelo. <laughs> From where we get the word exaggerate. <laughs> we were called, it also means to publish. When you're publishing something, it doesn't mean you're just keeping it for a few people to look at. No, because I'm not confident. When we are saying, I'm going for a publishing company, 
There are two different kinds of pub publishing companies. There's self-publishing and traditional publishing. Now, in this context, we're talking about traditional publishing. In traditional publishing, you give your publisher your work, and sometimes, because they are so big, they buy it. And then they take it to New York, they take it to China, they put it on Kindle, they put it on eBay, they put it everywhere to publish it. They take it on Facebook, they sponsor it so that your thoughts can be everywhere. That's the word. God, to show forth the praises of him who called you. He never called you out of light, out of darkness into light so that you can come and sit in Kumbabulidi. You need to know that in God's mind, you were called to demonstrate something. You were called to show forth, not just to sing. No, 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 no. Are you showing it in your life? And today the Lord sent me to come and release a blessing for manifestation. You have got different glories that you carry. Some of you have got a glory for wisdom. Some of you have got a glory for finances. Some of you have been called for a glory unto music. Some of you have got a glory of God that you have to show in business. Some of you in academics. It's not just something that should happen when you're clear in the four corners of your school. It has to be heard because we are called to manifest, to show for the Bible tells about Daniel, how that he was 10 times better and they knew him. It reached the king's attention. It was not just a thing for in the class. That is what you were called to do. That it must be known. I will tell you the reason. There is a reason why you've been called to manifest the glory. And I decree and declare, beginning 2022, your glory will manifest. It has to come out. It has to come out. I'll show you. I'll show you. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, give me verse 13. Here you were called to show forth. You were called to show forth. Remember, in the glory of God, there are precious stones. There's wisdom. There's life. There's angelic presence. You were called to show forth those things. Aye, aye, aye. That's why the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10, that angels want to learn from you about God. Can you imagine? There are angels that are, are coming into your life with lecture notes to learn about God. Because when they go to God, teach us about yourself, God says, come here. Then God takes them to Bentry. <laughs> then God comes into your, into your room. The angels are waiting. We are just complaining. And the angels are just learning everything for in the flesh. And God says, no, 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 no. Hey, are you conscious? Are you conscious of that fact? Now, listen to this. It says, you are. Does it say you are going to be? Does it say you are working on it? You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trapped on other food by men. Let's go. Now, what does salt do? It manifests. You may not see the salt, but you can feel it. You can taste it. Do people feel you? Because thought just doesn't sit there. The thought must be felt. And you know, one property of thought is you can't even see it. That it's got a dimension of glory you may not see, but you will feel it. You, you, you'll be sitting and you enter a certain office and someone says, mm -mm, there's a certain brightness here. Somebody entered this office. You may be in a place there's a satanist. You just enter, they begin semukaring. Someone entered. They may not even know who brought that pandemonium, but somebody entered. Because your glory is like the glory of salt. And you know, in many of these places which are infiltrated by demons and powers of darkness, you can't see the salt, but you can feel it. You have to enter these places. You may not even announce, I'm a Christian. The Bible says, whatever you do in my name, says, whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord. He says, in my name they shall cast out devils. He didn't say by calling out the name. It means as a spiritual intelligence, you may not cast out someone's demon, but you can just appear to them like this and say, sister, sister, it's not. Then they begin manifesting. He didn't say they shall pray for the sick and the sick shall be healed. Let me tell you what this scripture says. What this scripture says, the following signs, Matthew 16, 17, the following signs shall follow they that believe. Open brackets. That means everything that is about to happen must be multiplied or must be attached to the, the in my name. 
in my name, open brackets, one, they shall cast out devils, plus they shall lay their hands on the sick. So when you're laying hands on the sick, you don't always have to say, in the name. That's beautiful. But sometimes you need to grow your revelation. As you are walking, you are walking in the name. As you are talking, you are talking in the name. Hey, even as you are vibing that girl, you'll be doing it in the name. That's why you cannot just talk about, you know, the way the jeans sits on you. Jeans. The way they skate. No, 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 because Jesus can't talk like that. Sorry, the excitement was short-lived. Let, let's, let's do a bit more of excitement. Everything you do, you do in the name. And these signs will accompany those who believe. Are you seeing that? In my name, open brackets. One, they will drive out demons. So sometimes you just reach and you say, out. Say, he cast out that demon. He didn't mention the name of Jesus. But he was doing it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You were called to show forth. You were called to show forth. Get me back to says, you are the world's light. Give me NKJV. You are, now, the, the next part we are going to read, if you can't scream, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the part where you can't scream. If you can't scream, uh, you will go out. Okay. He says, you are, are you planning on becoming? So listen, if you are walking in any form of darkness, you are just light that doesn't know. He doesn't say you give light. He says you are. He doesn't say you have light. It's beautiful to have light. But he says, <laughs> somebody say, hey! Yeah. It would be good for you to say, no, I've got light in my heart. I've got some light like a candle in my soul. <laughs> That's cute. But Jesus said you are the light. You are not trying to have light. You are not trying to bring light. When you appear, light has appeared. You are the light of the world. You are a city. Stop behaving like a village. Set on a hill. Now, I like this part. Cannot be hidden. You are breaking a law by being inside. Let's go. Let's go. We are going to read this together. I'll tell you the part. No, do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. I want us to read the next part together. If you don't scream, let's go. Oh, shine before men that they may see your good The glory that you have was designed to shine, to come up. God from heaven comes to teach us. He says, look, you are the light. And he says, let your light so shine. Among men, he says, let it so shine that men may see. Don't say, what? How, how did you think a witch is going to finish you? You. It is not the darkness which light. Hey, imagine, have you ever seen a concept where the darkness is coming against the light and the light is like, if you want to switch on darkness in the presence of light, have you ever even thought about that? What happens when we switch on the light and there's darkness? Darkness begins to come out slowly. No, uh, it's not fair. What happens? Somebody say, I'm the light of the world. It's revelation which sets you apart. What you know. And you reach a place where you begin now. You begin, let me tell you this. The Bible says, Abraham, when he was asked to sacrifice his son, the Bible says in Hebrews 11, reasoning by faith, decided that, okay, if God told me this is the son through whom the whole world will be blessed, and I kill him, it means God will resurrect him. That means you now begin reasoning in the spirit. You reach a certain dimension where you begin reasoning in the spirit. For example, you can start saying, it is therefore an error that I should be broke if I'm the light. If I am the light, then when they switch me on, there's no way darkness can be around. You begin thinking in the spirit. Somebody say, I've got the mind of the spirit. Child of God, Jesus comes from heaven. And he begins, he begins now teaching us what our glory was meant for. He says, let it so shine. He didn't say, let it just shine a little, eh? 
Let it shine a little. Eh? You, should be, you should be apologetic. Somebody say, I will not be apologetic. You know why? God knows that one wedding for you is a wedding in the kingdom of God. And that wedding spreads the glory of God. Somebody give me uh, second, second, take, uh, second Corinthians chapter number 2, verse 14. I want us to read together this scripture as well. We'll be praying. And what is going to begin happening is the glory is going to start manifesting. Give me. Everybody, one, two, three, go. Wait, 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 wait. Now, thanks be to God who sometimes leads us. I don't know what your Bible is saying. You know, I'm trying to teach you to reason in the spirit. And you, you read that scripture and you say, now, thanks be to God who many times. Is it what it's saying? Now, thanks be to God who once a year. Come on, tell me, what does it say? Do you know that changes the trajectory of your story? That means there's no version of this life where you lose. Okay, let's read on. Who always does what? Uh huh. The purpose. Oh, you can scream. He says, Let your light so shine among men. That they may see the glory coming out of you. And what happens when the glory of God, the genuine glory, not that bragging you do because you bought a cheap car. No, 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 no. When they see your car, when they see your job, because it's coming from a place of God. It says when they see what when they see that glory, they reflect it back to God. It says that they may glorify your father. Hallelujah. A place comes in your prosperity where when people see it, they don't think she is braggadocious, except those who need deliverance. But a place comes where when people see your prosperity, when they see your relationship, when they see how you love each other, when you see how, when they sense how clean your relationship is, when they look at how you are doing well in your academics, they say, Lord, I want a man like that. I want a degree like that. I want to be like you. Somebody say, I want to be like you. Tell your neighbor. When people look at you, they say, God, I want to. They don't say, ah, that man. They say, God, I want to be like that man. That's the purpose. The purpose of the glory manifesting in you is to take men back to God where the glory comes from. Hallelujah. We're going to read one scripture, then we are just going to pray. You were made to manifest. The title of this sermon, by the way, is made to manifest. You were made to manifest. Created to show forth. Can you imagine the whole calling? The whole calling. The whole calling. The whole calling. You were called so that you may show forth. It's an error if something is not coming out of you. It's an error if something is not coming. Now, different things may come out of us. Some of you, it is your giftings. Some of you, it is your place in governance. Some of you, it could be by finances. But something must come out so strong that people must look at it and say, ah, ah, I want the God of that girl. Hey! Take me to... Uh, First Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. The reason I'm teaching you scriptures is so that I show you the fullness of the will of God. If I show you one scripture, maybe it could be a suggestion. But if consistent scripture is repeating it, then you will have a book of the You were called to manifest. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. Two more scriptures. Till I come. Give attention to reading, to exhorting, to doctrine. Do not neglect the, neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the, of the eldership. Then he says, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Progress is not supposed to be personal. God did not de design man... <laughs> God did not design man just to things for him the inside. 
Give me, give me that scripture, this same verse in the Amplified Classic. From here, your glory is going to be manifested. The glory of God in your life will be Because you know, practice and cultivate and meditate upon these duties. Throw yourself wholly into your ministry so that your progress may be evident to all. The word is fenero. It means so that it may be published so that all men may see. But when they see, they realize, hey, that company, it came from which glory? It came from him meditating on the word of God, being in the presence of God, receiving blessings as they have been expressed. says that your progress, what kind of progress have men been seeing in your life? Child of God, if your progress has not been seen in your life by people, I'm not saying by God. Yes, God sees you, but men have to begin seeing. He says, let your light so shine. You may be a taxi driver. You may be a person selling in the shop, but the Bible does not say, unless you are a king. It says, as long as you are a child of God, you've been called to show forth. I decree and declare you begin to show forth. I release the grace for showing forth. Every power that has forth your capacity to show forth, I command you to break. Somebody begin to declare, show forth. Show forth. Let my glory come out. Let my glory show up. Beginning today, men will see. Men will see. I release. There are about 10 people here. There is a glory for finances that is about to begin showing forth. There are about 10 people here. Your finances will show forth. Begin to take it. One. Take it. Two. Take it. Three. Take it. Four. Take it. Five. Take it. Six. Take it. Seven. Take it. Eight. Arakalaba. On number eight, I see a fight in the spirit. I command that power that has been fighting the manifestation of your wealth. Break. I have come with the blessing of God. I appear as a manifestation of the wrath and judgment of God against wickedness. I command your glory to come out. I command your glory to come out, number eight. I pull you out. I pull you out. Begin to show forth. Begin to show forth. You are going to manifest. You are going to show forth. I command your glory to You will not end up like anyone else. Number nine, take it. Number ten, take it. Ebaros, Eredesh. I release fire on everything that hinders the glory of God from manifesting. Fire! Hmm. What I'm teaching you is the will of God. Don't, with all these scriptures, don't let anyone fool you. It is the will of God for you. We carry different dimensions of God. And every dimension of God must manifest. Therefore, since we have this ministry, give me... Um, Ah, I like this. Give me verse 6. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let us go. But we have this treasure. Your glory is on the inside. Your glory is on the inside before it comes on the outside. But we have this treasure, look at that, in earthen vessels, 
that the excellence of the power may be of God, not of us. Give me in the Amplified Classic. The excellence of the power that comes out of you, it must not be possible for a man to do it. He says, by not be of us. You know why? Because we carry dimensions of God. Many of the things that happened in the Old Testament are a reflection of what is supposed to be happening now. Do you think what Samson did was normal for a man to do? Do you think what Elisha did was normal for a man to do? Do you think what Moses did was normal for a man to do? Are you listening to me? Do you think what Eliezer the son of Dodo did was normal for a man to do? Do you think David's mighty men, what David did for a 17 year old, do you think it was normal to do? The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen jars that the glory of it may not be of man. Listen, the kind of success you're going to have in the period of time within which you're going to have will not be possible for a man to do. It has to carry a dimension of God. It says, we possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel in human vessels of earth, that the grandeur, the exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from God and not of us. It is not by power, it is not by might, let the power of God begin to come out. Let it not be your own working. Let it not be your own intelligence. There is going to be power coming out. It is going to be of God. I command the glories to come out. Ah, ah. The glory of God is coming out of you. You will not end up like your father. You will not end up like some person you knew. You will not end up like a Zambian. Bayakataka parakata. 